0: Welcome to Be Advised Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart in this podcast, we will focus on successful marketing methods for advisors that generate prospects and clients. We will learn from the best in the industry on how advisors in the trenches today are growing their practices. Join us for this journey where Brad draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help advisors reach their full potential
1: this podcast is brought to you by white gloves podcast connect program a done for you fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads
0: coaches can help you take your sales and leadership game to the next level brad swinehart's guest today has helped advisors step up their practice for more than 14 years brandon Haig is a coach and consultant with dynamic directions where he works with people across the country find out more for us.
1: Okay, go.
2: Oh, let's get right into it. Brandon, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing great, Brad. Thanks for uh, having me on. I I appreciate uh, the opportunity. I love it. So let's just
2: get right into it. Let's talk about, and something that you guys seem to focus on a lot is the client experience. What the heck does that mean to you guys? Why is it important? Why should an advisor care? What is a client experience and how do you help advisors improve that?
1: Yeah, so great question. Great way to start it off. And I think one of the biggest misnomers is advisors, they think about uh, client experience equals client service, and it's not. It's actually different. And we'll touch on both, but the client experience really needs to be about how does the client, what's the feeling they get because they do business with you? What makes them want to continue to do business with you? And it's really more of the product of your product. And it's one of those things that a lot of advisors think that they're really exceptional on. But unfortunately, what what we found is is across the country, there's a lot of advisors that have a lackluster client experience. And the real bummer about it is you don't know that your experience is, is lackluster until clients are leaving or you end up seeing some practice that's doing it the right way and by that point it's almost too late you're trying to stop the leak while it's flowing. And so you know one' of, it's one of the biggest hot topics of the issue or of the industry right now is how do we create that really great wow client experience and why I wanted to bring it up today
2: That's awesome And how I like to think about it is if you were a chef and you made the best dish, you have the best dish ever that's what, an advisor sees as what they're providing to the client, right? They are providing that amazing steak dinner, that that perfectly cooked salmon, whatever that is, They that's their signature dish. They're awesome at it. They know what the heck they're doing. Um, but if the lobby's messy, if the hostess is rude, if the, the wait staff doesn't bring water accordingly, like those things all factor into, is this a great experience when a client comes in and dines with you? I'd love to hear... How do they, what all factors into that? Because we don't have hostesses, right? There's no uh, refill on the whiskey here. So how do we improve a client experience other than the steak or the salmon or the,
1: the salad? Yeah. Number one thing is contact. Clients will say across the board that they're not hearing from their advisor enough. And there's a few things that go into that. One of the, the pieces is if you look at it through the eyes of the client, they may not know you're working for them behind the scenes if you're not talking to them. Many times you are, but they don't see it. So that's a big uh, gap right now that a lot of advisors need to fill. We work with advisors that are bringing multi-million dollar clients over who are saying they haven't heard from their advisor in a year, sometimes two years. It's, it's totally crazy. One of the things that that we look at in, in terms of how do you develop and, and give these Contacts enough is we actually look an associate or a, an acquaintance of mine named Rob Knapp wrote a book called Supernova Advisor. And he developed this system that was called 1242. And what he did is he redesigned his practice, took out everyone except for his top 100 clients, and created what he called a first class private plane experience. So basically, if someone's going to get on the plane, someone has to get off. Those 100 clients, he would raise his minimum. But what he did was 12 times a year, every month, these top clients were getting a phone call. It could be something really simple, uh, five-minute phone call on, hey, let's make sure your beneficiaries are up to date. Could be, hey, wanted to see if you had any questions about what's going on in the market right now. 12 times a year, they would get reached out to. Four of those times would be to discuss financial planning topics. And then two of those would be either a face-to-face or a virtual meeting. And again, not all clients are going there, but when you have the ability to reach out and do contact with clients, that is going to be the number one key to creating a better, more uh, referable client experience. Invesco just did, uh, they brought up some data at the latest Forbes conference for top advisors. And what they said was, In their data, clients that were contacted monthly, 94% more likely to refer. Clients contacted quarterly, four. That's how big the difference is. 4% to 94% on just getting these contacts. So that's why we say if we can build in a way where you're reaching out every month, that's going to build your experience up and make you incredibly referable.
2: I think that's something that we say on almost every episode. So if it is Patrice, don't call me out on it, but it's something <laughs> that 70% of clients when they leave their financial advisor, they say it's because they weren't contacted enough. And Ed Slot always says that 80% of your client is still 80% prospect. So that they're still thinking what else is out there and, and honing them in the last couple of um Shows we've done, we've really talked about how to get out there in multiple platforms, how to make sure your clients see you on social media and maybe they listen to you on a podcast or they read a white paper and being able to communicate to them in the channels that they prefer. You know, that's something that's huge right now. There's so many options out there, whether it's getting your information from Facebook every morning or Instagram or reading emails or taking a phone call but you really have to be doing all of it. And the advisors that go two years without talking to a multimillion dollar client, it seems silly to all of us. But when you have those giant books and things are moving really smooth, I talk to some advisors, they just have this mentality that says, what, if things are going good, I'm just going to keep my head down because I don't want, if I call them, then that might raise issues. So it's, it's interesting to hear those stats. So the 90 plus percent down to 4% of referable that's really interesting. So how do you make that client experience just enticing to say, you know what, my buddy Joe probably needs to to do this as well.
1: Yeah. So there's a few things. One of the things that we help advisors think through is what does your meeting look like? So if you're going to meet with a client, do you have an agenda? First of all, or are you coming in just to say, Hey, we talk about financial planning, or whatever the topic is, the same every single time. And then, how do you take what you're doing and spread it out over a year to make the meetings more interesting? So, again, we work with advisors and their meeting agenda is the same every single time. And they're meeting with clients two to four times a year. That's 45 to an hour of the exact same thing four times a year. So, one of the big trends out there right now that as uh, many folks uh, on my uh, team will say, is make the trend your friend. I like that. (laughs) I I like that. (laughs) (laughs) They call it doing a a seasonal advice approach. So maybe in uh, the first quarter, you're talking about goal setting. In the second quarter, you're talking about taxes, retirement planning, protection. But it's a different topic each time where you get everything done, but the conversations feel fresh. They feel different. And then what the other big piece that, that a lot of advisors miss on is follow-up. So when we coach advisors, we say, hey, put your agenda down. Your agenda is your follow-up. When I meet with an advisor, I've got an agenda I work through. And then when I'm done with that meeting, I have filled out what we talked about. I've captured it on the agenda and I send it as a follow-up shortly after. We have advisors that will do that, and then they'll have one of their staff members just give a call. Hey, I wanted to follow up. How'd that go? Have any questions? Great. We're thinking about you. That little bit of extra effort creates in that meeting a top-notch experience. And again, these are things that that you can start implementing and doing with your clients across the board. And I think in a little bit, we'll talk a little more about some of those wow moments, but the other thing I'll say that we're seeing, and, and this is one of the, the top practices at a huge broker dealer, four billion plus under management. What they've decided to do is they were reframing their practice around their client's values. So when they talk uh, and they prepare a meeting, it's not about here's what I wanna talk about. It's more about these are the things that need to get done, but let's talk about your values and what you wanna talk about first. And that's how it starts the meeting. And it's shows the client we're listening. We know you better than anyone else. And what's important to you is important to us. And it's not about, it's not my agenda, it's yours. And I'm gonna be here to make sure we check some things off along the way. That's some big changes that folks can start doing right off the bat.
2: And it's almost, we talk so much on, on this show and, and advisors focuses oftentimes are marketing. Getting in front of prospects. How do you show value to people so that they come and do business with you? And it's almost to a point where it's wait a minute. Once they become a client, all that stuff stops. Now you're now you're doing business. You're doing something totally different. But why they originally came to you often as an education, right? They wanted to learn about estate planning. They wanted to learn about taxes. And okay, now I got their business. I don't, we don't need to talk about that anymore because I'm taking care of it. They still have those thoughts and questions and concerns. Quite often when we're running seminars, an advisor will call us up and say, hey, I had a current client showed up to my seminar. I didn't invite them. They just came in. So yeah, they, they saw an ad to learn about taxes and they came in. That should be a big red flag to you that if you weren't teaching it, they could be going to get that information from somebody else. And to me, that's just, that's a huge missed opportunity with their entire book, their generate referrals, especially when you talk about like estate planning and bringing in the future generations, right? Like why would a current client bring in their elderly children? Unless tax planning, estate planning, if you can provide that value, it's just a no brainer. So you said something interesting that that wow factor. What the heck is a, a wow moment, and how do I get that? I want wow moments in my life. I want my clients to be like wow.
1: Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so that <laughs> wow experience—it's really moments in time where you can find ways to do what the unexpected is. So, we've been talking about what what's expected. The clients expect to get contact. Clients expect to get some decent amount of return. The clients expect to be able to, to meet with you when they want. What they don't expect is what creates the wow. And really the way that we try to think about this is everyone in the, the practice needs to have their radar on, their antenna up to think about how are, where are some opportunities to provide an unexpected experience for some of your top clients? And, and what's really neat is clients are most likely to refer in the first 90 days of being your client. That's the best time to do this. And as you think about what are some of these wow moments, I'll give you a couple. So we had an advisor that recently sent out just small, just a box of chocolates to his client base and just said, hey, happy Valentine's Day, thinking about you, have some chocolates on me. He had more than one, I don't know the total count, but it was multiple clients actually posted on Facebook, wow, I can't believe my financial advisor name Sent this over to me. What a sweet gesture, or something catchy yeah. like that. I had one personally. I just bought a new vehicle and I had to call my insurance uh, agent to say, Hey, I need to update my policy for my auto insurance. They sent no more than two or three days later a coupon book with car wash coupons for the local car wash near me saying, Hey, congrats on the new car. Keep it clean. You know, have a handful of car washes on us. So it's little things like that, or somebody calls in to say, I can't make it in. My pet's sick. Okay. Put it in a note in your CRM, a reminder in the calendar, three, four days later, have someone follow up to say, Hey, we were thinking about you, wanted to know how the dog surgery went. We were all really worried or even a care package. Hey, here's something to help take your mind off all the stress you have 10 bucks, send it out a card, a handwritten card, send it out. Those little things are all it takes for some of your top clients. Uh, The other uh, thing that I'll say, and there's some companies that do this really well. Your Ritz-Carlton's, your Delta Airlines, your Chick-fil-A, all these are out of Atlanta for some reason. But I know they're doing it with sharing ideas. One of the things that they do really also is when you have an O experience, right? So there's wows, and there's O's. So when someone walks in, if I go to a hotel, I walk into the pool area and it's super nice. I'll think, "Wow," or maybe it's really crummy and it's dirty, and I'll just say, "Oh, okay." So to to separate those out, your response when a client has an O moment, we're all human, right? So things are going to get messed up. Ah, oh, the trade didn't go the way I wanted. I forgot to do this. Your expectations weren't met on whatever it is. Your ability to react, to respond to that by not saying, ah, home office messed up or, oh, that was Jane Doe or all oh, that happened, but respond with empathy to say, wow, I'm sorry about that. I really am upset that, that happened too. Let me fix it. Just letting the clients know that they're heard and then committing to and following through to fix it turns those O's into wow moments. So there's a lot of little things that you can do to really start changing the kind of mindset of your, your practice and bring in your team. Talk about this stuff as to here's who we are, here's the experience we want and review it on a weekly basis. Cause it, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint for this type of thing. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done for you fully integrated podcasting
2: system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. So let's back up a couple of points here because you said some really awesome stuff. First thing I picked up, first 90 days is when your clients are most likely to refer their friends, family, relatives, whatever. My initial thought to that was, yeah, because the first 90 days, you've that's when you're really turning on the charm, right? That's when you're in the honeymoon phase. That's when, when you go out and you find a new girl, you're taking her on dates, you're bringing flowers, you're really turning <laughs> right? on the charm. And then after that, you settle into like relationship mode where it's okay to eat ice cream on the couch and watch TV and you don't have to do anything. And and that's just a natural progression of any relationship, right? Is that you, it's not that you stop caring, but you might stop trying as hard to hit wow moments instead of oh moments. And I really like that analogy too. And the second thing that you were talking about when you were really talking about the wows and the ohs and that sort of thing, and it's always going to happen. There's always going to be an oh moment. What I've always learned just in sales and the service industry and everything is, is it's easy to immediately say, well, it's because of this, right? You want to explain it away. It's because of this. And it's the worst when it's, well, it's because of this person that works in my office, or it's because of this uh, department over here, or it's because of that over there. Because what the client is hearing is they don't care whether that's your office staff or a vendor staff or a different department. All they're hearing is, well, it's not my fault. And that's the worst thing you can say. And and you hit it right on the head there. They want to be listened to. They want to hear that it matters to you and that you can do something to fix it. It doesn't really matter why. It doesn't matter why it happened necessarily. You just want to be able to relate and say, oh, yeah, I I understand that this is how that affected you. Let's see what we can do to, to fix that moving forward. And boom, you take accountability for it and you move on
1: hundred percent. And it goes back to what you said, in one of your earlier podcasts with, with Ed, with Ed Slot, was that prospect or your client is still 80% prospect. Don't forget about that. It's, you got to continuously think about it as you're winning them over every time. I think you guys hit the nail on the head with that one. It's like when you find a prospect, what do you do to, to bring them in the door? What do you,
2: <laughs> how much money yeah. are you spending to bring them in the door? And then why does that stop? Why does that cost? Oh, I got it. If it's, $2,000, $3,000, $10,000 for a client acquisition cost. Like, well, why does that stop? Why, I mean, it should reduce, right? Because you're not spraying the masses to, to find that one client, but it shouldn't go down to nothing. The, it's funny that you're, the, the examples that you're giving, and it's very easy to say, yeah, just be thoughtful, right? Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> just be thoughtful. Right. And I'm a 38-year-old male, and I'll tell you what, it's not always easy to just be thoughtful, But you can build yourself a system that says, okay, Valentine's Day is coming up. I should remember to buy a gift or make plans ahead of time. Stuff like that where you can put reminders in your phone. You can put something in the calendar. You can put it in the CRM, right? That's an action you can take so that you don't have to rely on your brain to be thoughtful all the time. Put that stuff into action and make it a process if you're not just naturally a nice guy like Brandon is who just those things just (laughs) pop into his brain all the time.
1: And you said it right on it is 36 so year old male. So not far behind you, but what it is. You can to see be it in the eyes.
2: They're much younger than mine. You're looking good. You don't oh, have that I told stress. You right. Yeah. It's,
1: it's the lotion. <laughs> it's it's
2: moisturized. lotion. Yeah, it's Moisturized. I yeah, I to look good that. Today.
1: As I'm getting older, <laughs> I got to focus on that. But one of the things mm-hmm. that, that a lot of folks that we work on is how do you outsource this? Because again, I'm thinking in the mindset of, of a lot of the advisors we work with, but Brandon, I'm so busy. What do I do? Like, I can't do all of this. And so it's great. Is there someone on your team that you can? Is there a tool you can use? We know that every single year, knock on wood, clients are going to have a birthday. There's going to be some standard holidays that happen. Married clients are going to have an anniversary. How do you put those reminders in all up front so it's proactive? And then who on your team can you just empower to do it for you? Right, It doesn't have to be the advisor. You don't want people running to you to say, hey, can I send Mr. and Mrs. Smith a bottle of wine for their anniversary? No, just say, here's our gift guide. Here's the amounts we're spending. Go and deliver the the experience on that. You're part of my team. We make that happen. Fun side note as well. When you're thinking of gifts, things like anniversaries, don't send a bottle of wine. Send wine glasses. They'll use them way more often you get a bigger return. Oh, that's
2: smart. That's way smart. Right. Yeah. And for those that don't drink, they could put OJ in them.
1: Exactly. (laughs) A simple OJ or yeah. The things that get used more (laughs) often are going to be the, the, the smart things that get you the bang for your buck. One one of these
2: coffee mugs on that rack back there is actually a gift that I got from a, a client. They sent that over and you know what, that went on the shelf. I use it every week. Whereas compared to some of the other stuff that I've gotten chocolates or coffee, or I'm a big fan of energy drinks or workout stuff. So I get that stuff and I love it. Thanks for knowing who I am, but it's gone. I don't remember any of that stuff, but that's still sitting right there. It's on now it's on yeah. every podcast. You know, so <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I have a white glove. It's a little notebook with the, it's got the pen that's uh, in there. It's in my car. If I think of something I can reach behind and, and I reach write something down. Or if my stepdaughter is in the car with me, she wants to play hangman or something. Boom. There it is. White glove.
2: It's awesome. We used to give out, we used to give out golf gloves, white golf gloves, get it, white glove and it had a little white glove logo on it. And I would talk to advisors three years later and they would say, Hey, uh, you got any more of those golf gloves? Mine's mine is just about worn out. And they would still remember that for years and years ago. They don't remember the squishy toy at the booth or the (laughs) whatever trinket we were giving away. But yeah, if you can get something that is honed in a little bit. We're coming up on um, wrapping this up. This has all been awesome. I'm going to come back, dive into some of this stuff, pull out some of these um, best tips here. But what is something that could be actionable right now for an advisor listening? What is something that they should start doing that's going to move the needle, but like you said, isn't going to be all consuming?
1: Yeah, I think the first place that you start is you start with your team. And you start by sharing, this is what we're about as far as client experience. This is what we're about, and this is who we're about it with. Again, don't do this with every client. Every client is not going to be your top tier, top service client. And in fact, many clients aren't gonna be, you know, suffice it to say, worthy of that level of service. And what you find is when you try to do this for everyone, your results and your experience progresses to the mean, And you start attracting your mean level clients, your medium clients. So think about who are those top 5, 10 clients that you want to replicate and start building out the experience for them, specifically for them, and then start working it. Start asking them, what are the things that are going well? And just make sure your team's radars are on, their antennas are up for that experience with those clients. Another big thing to do is to build a client experience timeline. I have examples of these. If anybody wants them, we've built them with top advisors. We've got examples, happy to email them out if anybody wants an example of what it looks like or something they can plug and play with, but building out a timeline. Some advisors call it a year in the life of the client. When you start replicating your top clients, everything is scalable and repeatable. If you've got a niche, if it's teachers, everything you do can be the same. If you've got a process and a timeline, it is plug and play. It's just a matter of getting your team on board and outlining what does that look like. Again, happy to share that with anyone who would want it.
2: And I think that's where a lot of the burden comes in for advisors just in general, is reinventing the wheel consistently all over and over again, whether it's marketing messages, whether it's marketing activities, whether it's client experiences, it's constantly, and it's to every, it's to our own detriment. You know, the, yes. the industry attracts entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial spirits that just want to just try something new, get out there, do stuff that's different. And that oftentimes gets in everybody's own way because we're constantly trying to reinvent the wheel and we, we find something that works and then we stop doing it. That's <laughs> the old it's great, uh, great. industry adage, right? Oh, well, that worked really well. Let's do something different. And you're right. Like simple things like creating a calendar. I'm sure that I hope you get a, a ton of people reaching out and grabbing one of those examples from you because that's yeah. just perfect. And when you were saying stuff like put that in your CRM that the, the dog was sick or that you sent something, that's super important too when you're having your team do it. Mm -hmm. You know, the last thing you want is a client to walk in and sit down in front of you and then say, oh, thank you so much for that gift that you sent over. It was so great. And then you're sitting there, what the hell did we send? You know, (laughs) so track all that stuff, put it all in, but build that system, right? The most successful, all the most successful advisors I talk to, they may use different marketing methods. They may have a different sales process, but I'll tell you what they all do is they all have systems in place and they all follow processes that they've built and they found that have worked.
1: Yeah. I I think you, again, you're nailing it on the head in terms of what's out there. Don't reinvent the wheel. I was listening to a audio book and I got to go back and try to find it. But it said this statement of brilliance is no longer in the creation of a new idea. Everything's already been created. So now brilliance is just how do you associate two ideas together that creates brilliance. So as you think through, what can I already use and how do I connect it to my team? That's where brilliance is created. So yes, leverage what's out there and and learn from Brad, the guests, and as much as you can beg, borrow, steal, go for it. hundred percent.
2: If you take something directly from one person, it's stealing. If you take something from a lot of people, it's research. And there's the other saying that says great ideas are a dime a dozen, but the person that can implement that idea is priceless. So, thank yes, you so much for I being on that. the show, man. Great stuff. Again, there's probably a dozen little gold nuggets in here that we can pull out, but we'll definitely have to have you back and appreciate all your knowledge that you shared today.
1: Brad, I appreciate you being on. Yeah, if anybody uh wants a copy of that client experience timeline, let me know. Brandon at dynamicdirections-d2.com. Hit me up, here to help and and Brad, again, thank you, man. I love listening to the podcast. so I appreciate being on. As I said, I was so nervous before because I've listened to them and it's a different feeling being in the the hot seat. So well, you did great. You did great. And
2: the lotion's working wonders with you. I got to get the little bags under my eyes taken care of. So you you look good. Now
1: I've got gift (laughs) ideas. I'll have to tell my mom and my wife. That's what I want for Christmas. More, more lotion.
0: (laughs) Brandon and Brad, thanks so much. So no matter how you do it, communication matters. Be thoughtful be brilliant, and use the lotion. Follow this (laughs) podcast to know what Brad Swinehart and his guests are talking about, and of course share with friends
1: and colleagues. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads.
0: Thank you for listening to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.